0: Welcome to the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and
1: Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses from your professional life to your emotional health.
0: You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together.
1: Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcast. I'm Missy Stevens, Mom and Dot 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 Writer, Foster Child Advocate, and this week, a solo road tripper. More on that in our Look, Listen, Learns. Oh, were you inspired by Kristen? Of course, she wasn't solo. (laughs) She wasn't solo, but she is so inspiring. If anybody heard our Kristen Shaw episode, she just finished the Rebel Rally, and it was so cool.
0: Well, with 10 days, right? No. Eight days,
1: I think, of... Like off-road driving and navigating and having to find their way with no phones and
0: no maps. Well, they had maps, like, by... and a compass. Like, yeah, yeah, like topography also. maps
1: and old yeah. road maps. And it's crazy. Yeah, she a just nice posted
0: thing. on uh, Twitter like it was this meme about taking her first shower in like nine days. She's like, "This is so exciting!"
1: <laughs> Can't even imagine.
0: And I'm Suzanne Kearns. I'm a mom and dot 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 writer, LGBTQ and sex ed advocate, and today a garage cleaner outer. It was the only thing that my husband Chris wanted for his birthday was for me to clean my pile in the garage that makes it unsafe for him to get out of his car. And his birthday was four (laughs) days ago. So I'm Trying to get it done before his plane lands tonight, so we'll see there how that go. goes.
1: That's within his birthday week window.
0: I know it's yeah, it's the month. This is good.
1: <laughs>
0: and this week we are so excited to be chatting with Heather Black. Heather is a mom and dot uh, dot dot founder of Supermums. Uh, do you say Super mom? I ca- I can't do it with the British accent. Should I, mean, <laughs> Should super I just moms? say
1: Super <laughs> Supermums. <laughs>
0: I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a uh, company working to reduce the gender pay gap and support women returners by helping them forge a career within the Salesforce sector. In 2016, after the birth of her second daughter, she decided she wanted to share the benefits of the schedule flexibility she experienced working with Salesforce and Heather created the Supermoms program. Since November, 2016, Supermoms has welcomed over 700 trainees, moms, and couple of dads from 10 plus countries to the Supermoms family, and we are so excited to learn more about it. So welcome, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting to be here.
1: We are really excited to dive into it, and we want to go a little deeper into where you started and how that progressed and landed at Supermoms.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I went a bit round the circle actually. So I um, learned about social entrepreneurship at university, and we go, "What's social entrepreneurship?" And for me, it's having a business that helps people. And that really resonated with me, for like raising money as a child, making things and selling, sort of selling them to raise money for charity. And so at university, I came across the term social entrepreneurship. I was like, that's it. I want to run a business that helps people. And that led me on this journey. Actually, back when I was 26, when I started a non-profit and social enterprise, which helped young people start up businesses and get back into work. So I've always had this passion for helping people back into work or launch businesses and have, yeah. you know sort of make money for themselves. And whilst I was running this nonprofit during the seven years I ran it, um, it grew quite a lot. I ended up growing it from £100,000 to 1. £1.4 in a year and had to take on bulky staff. <laughs> wow. So That's like, incredible. <laughs> I was like, okay, so I have done management before, this is fine, <laughs> I can handle it. Um, but part of that journey was that we needed a CRN system to manage all these young people, what we were doing with them, you know, logging calls, logging delivery sessions with them, logging outcomes as to whether they got a job or whether they started a business. And so that's where I got involved with Salesforce, which will obviously unpack a little bit more. But Salesforce was a client relationship management system that allowed me to manage all my staff, all my customers. And we were able to demonstrate the impact of our nonprofit on the back of it. And I learned, you oh, know, CEO here, <laughs> with <What's> the <that? laughs> Pick of all trades, right? When you're running a business. It's like, okay, I've got to learn how to manage this database and update it to do all this stuff. So I put myself yeah. on a Salesforce admin course And I was really um, pleasantly surprised that it could, it was very intuitive to do. I could do clicks, not code. I've never done coding, can't still can't do coding, quite frankly. Um, But I was able to manipulate this customer relationship management system to capture everything we needed it to capture and, and customize it. And so during this journey, we would grown the organization, used Salesforce CRM to manage it all. And I just really loved like seeing how Salesforce could help me grow my business, could manage my team and was making quite a difference. And there was a pivotal point in the UK where the government changed because a lot of our work was government funded so that we could deliver free support to young people. Mm. and with that political change the funding landscape changed and actually we lost a lot of funding for the business so I'd built it mm. all up it'd been done really well and it was like oh no like all the money's gone uh... <laughs> like what are we going to do and a lot of non-profits uh... that help people into work went to the wall um and I was struggling to kind of make it work really and so I was like I need to pivot and that was at a point incidentally when I was also getting married Also looking to move out of the city and move two hours out to near the sea. And I'm like, what can I do that is going to earn me good money still? That isn't growing another business really at the moment. So I didn't really want, you know, that responsibility of staff. Right. And, you know, would allow me to work flexibly alongside a kid. And I started looking into more what Salesforce could offer me as a career. And I'll talk about the career options as we go through today. Um, But that made made me realize that I could be a Salesforce consultant. And actually, I had a lot of transferable skills, having run a business, managed people, um, you know, understood and set up processes for businesses. And I was like, you know, I could do this. Um, And So I upskilled a little bit more, did um, a couple of other training classes and started becoming a freelance Salesforce consultant. I was working three days a week, earning really good money on those three days a week. And after a couple of years, I realized that other mums could do it too. And that gave me the idea for seek mums because I thought actually more women need to know about this as a flexible well-paid career opportunity. Like, why don't you, know, we need to get more people into the space. And there's a massive lack of talent as well. So that took me full circle back to helping people back into work. with the Salesforce, like, but (laughs) mums. Yes. And now
0: I've, I mean, I think a lot of us have heard of Salesforce. I mean, it's. Huge company, you know, it's on all the you know top fifty companies to work for, you know, all those types of
1: lists. But I gotta tell you, during the Super Bowl,
0: yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I gotta tell you though, I have no idea. Like, so when you say someone works with Salesforce, like, what does that
2: mean? Is it like a, is it
0: one type of role, or there like a hundred different things that uh, are opportunities to do there? What does that look like?
2: Yeah, well, interesting. On my Salesforce journey, I've probably done about seven different roles. And actually, I've done those different roles because either I've needed that different level of flexibility or I've just got bored and done something else. So um, if we think about a, um, a Salesforce system, if you're implementing it in a business or a nonprofit, it's managing all of that customer information. Okay. So you've got people who need to implement the system. So they're Salesforce consultants who will go in and design and build and get the system all set up. And then they'll go off and do it for another customer. So you've got Salesforce consultants that kind of do the initial and that suits people who love variety. They love going into a business, learning what they do, set up the system, then you're bored and then you go off. So that's, that's me, right? (laughs) I get bored quickly.
0: God. So is it kind of like someone like a, it's not a web designer, obviously, but kind of like for your CRM system and all your data management and stuff, it's almost like going in and designing a website or whatever where you do it the one time you set it all up and then they can just kind of make the updates as they go
2: yeah so that leads on to the next role the job role really so absolutely you've got people who will design the system and um whenever they design it you've got people who will gather requirements like business analysts Mm -hmm. and so business analysts will sit down with a group of people in the sales team and say, tell us what you do for your sales. What's your sales process? How does it work? And how do we mirror that to Salesforce technology, the sales Cloud solution? Mm. And what they're doing is just gathering requirements. They're not even building it. You know, They're just gathering requirements and talking through the process. So you can have very non-techie roles. Then you've got the people that build it and actually get their hands dirty by the clinics, but then you can learn code and become more advanced in the technical side. So you've got Mm -hmm. Salesforce developers, Salesforce business analysts, and then you've got project manager and a project manager will coordinate all those people with the stakeholders. So you've also got Salesforce project managers who will make sure that the client, the VAs, the technical team are all doing their things on track and the project is kept in time and budget. So a lot of our supermums will go into VA roles, project manager roles, consultant roles, which is a bit of a hybrid sometimes of those different roles, or they'll progress to become Salesforce developers. And then in terms of managing the system, once the system's in place, you then have like a Salesforce admin team. The Salesforce admins maintain the system, make sure that new users come in, that they know how to use the system. You know, if there's a glitch with the system or there's a new requirement that comes up they manage every day so they tend to be in-house in a company or organization they'll they'll like stability that type of person they like to know a system really well they like to know a company really well they enjoy making sure the team's all happy and the senior management team are happy you know and everything's ticking along nicely so if people like steady snow, being really entrenched somewhere and sort of making sure that every, you know, the system is working for the whole company and the team and the customers. That's where you get Salesforce admins. And again, you can have some of those BA roles and project manager roles in-house as well, if they've got an in-house team that keep developing the system. So there's very much you know, a skill set that is understanding business processes, gathering requirements. And then there's that sort of element of it, which is building the system and tinkering with the system. And we have people that sort of go into different roles. There's also sales and marketing roles as well. So marketing cloud is another product that is isn't Salesforce product. So we also train moms who've got a marketing background in the marketing cloud product. And they can then integrate because with a CRM system, you need an email machine to send all the emails to all the customers, oh, right? The mm-hmm. so marketing cloud is the email plugin to it. <laughs> oh, so, wow. you know, so with marketing backgrounds, you get mums doing the marketing cloud and they can focus on the marketing side of the puzzle. And then some of our trainees have also gone to be sales staff. And sales, I like sales the best, to be honest, because what you do is selling the vision of everything it can do. But you don't have to do any of the work. <laughs> <laughs> they get everybody really excited, and you're like, brilliant. Okay, I've disclosed like a hundred thousand pounds or whatever it is. And then you're like, right, I'll hand it over to you now and I'll go on to the next. Done, so, yeah. <laughs> like, so, I quite like the sales role. Obviously, I have sales targets, so a little bit of pressure with that. But, right. um, you know, it, it's a different, everybody has a different skill set. So, there's quite obviously a range of jobs that you can go into.
1: So, when people go through the courses, and say they are, are then in-house maybe in a company they still work for salesforce
2: no so these no the customers. They get it's trained a, okay it's a good question good question so it's salesforce a good- is a product and salesforce okay. is a company that own that product but you have three different other kind of stakeholder groups that employ salesforce professionals so you've got salesforce consultancies and they're the companies that will go in and implement a system and leave the company with it and come out you've got the end customers so like big brands will use you know FTSE 100 non-profits will use salesforce as their in-house product so they'll employ salesforce professionals right okay. to manage and implement it in-house and then you've got extensions of the product so you'll get companies that will create extensions to salesforce as add-ons that make it do extra functionality and they also hire salesforce professionals So you've got four different types of company, if you like, that hire Salesforce professionals. So you can never get bored because there's so many different jobs, different type of roles. So some people will start, quite a lot of our trainees might start in-house at a customer and sort of, you know, manage their system for them. And then once they've got some experience, they'll then might move to a Salesforce consultancy because they're more experienced and then go and implement Salesforce for different clients and organizations. People like to hire people with industry experience.
1: The Mm -hmm. sales force gets
2: implemented in finance or health or um, retail or marketing or um, I'm trying to think of verticals now, media and technology. And companies that hire sales professionals like to hire people with those industry backgrounds and verticals because Mm -hmm. you're going in to implement a system and you need to understand Mm -hmm. the processes of those companies they like to hire people with that knowledge of that industry. So that really lends itself well to mums who are transferring because they might have worked in a banking industry before, but don't want to do banking anymore. But what they can do is come into Salesforce and then implement Salesforce for banking companies. Mm-hmm. You know, often they've worked in a nonprofit, but they don't really want to work in a nonprofit anymore. They can work and implement Salesforce for nonprofits and earn more, right. but still work with nonprofits and have that sort of thing. So that's where we see a lot of the transferable skills come over
0: that's so interesting yeah i'm so (laughs) interested this is why we were really excited to talk to you about this because i don't know how it is in europe but in the united states a lot of we call them pyramid schemes but like there's a lot of industries and businesses that come after the hopes and dreams of stay-at-home moms that are looking at relaunching and put Mm -hmm. a lot of the risk and the cost on them to like. Buy a bunch of products mm-hmm. and then have to sell it. And from my understanding, I just want to make sure Salesforce is more of like you're teaching someone to learn French. <laughs> I'm just trying to think about it. like what is this neat little box that we can use to describe it? And then they can take that French and use it in a bunch of different applications. So it's more of a skill set, it's more yes. of an ability, a skill set that is transferable in a bunch of different ways, whether You go to IBM that already uses Salesforce and they need people who have these particular skills to do the jobs within there, or whether you're going to work with smaller companies that just need consultants to go in and set up and boop in and out and have a more independent process there. So it's more your ability to do a particular job, not necessarily something that you have to go out
2: and evangelize and sell to other people. I right. mean, absolutely. Yeah. yeah you don't need to go into a sales role. I mean, you're going in, you can also, as I say, change a different job role. So you could try something as a BA for a couple of years and go, oh, actually, I want to build more, you know, and, and be a salesforce admin or become a project manager or become a sales consultant. You know, the world's your oyster a little bit with it. And every... Job opportunity, the average churn is like a couple of years because people want to keep advancing, learning different products, learning different customers, and that's just progression where you are. But every jump, mm-hmm. you could go up another 10K in salary, right? So... There's an opportunity to progress very quickly, obviously up to a ceiling, but you don't have to, a lot of our trainees don't start at the bottom or have to take a massive pay cut. Some of our trainees have got a 20K pay increase from moving jobs. So, you know, they've invested in the training just over 2000, but they've got a 20K pay increase from it. You know, Mm -hmm. it just makes sense, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So
0: are your courses then intended for someone... Who, like you said, kind of is starting at the bottom, just learning about Salesforce or do people come to you that they're like, I already have this job at IBM and I'm in this role where I need to be able to do Salesforce. And then they come to you to
2: be able to do their current job better. More the earlier example. So we've had moms that have been out work 20 years, 13, 15 years, you know, not got loads of relevant. They're completely doing something new. We've upskilled them. You know, we give them training, coaching, one-to-one mentoring, work experience, employability support, recruitment support. So they get the whole package. It's not just training mm-hmm, um, right. because we want to build their confidence and their pastoral support and make sure they really understand what they're doing and get that practical experience. And then they're ready to go into a job. And uh, those mums that have been out of work for a while they have got their first job on their first interview, which is absolutely awesome. You know, they've done so well. And I'll say parents more broadly because we do, we do we have had quite a few men on the program too, and everybody feels included, which is nice yeah. um but people who've been on maternity leave or paternity leave and stay at home you know for a while to those that are working in more under yeah, sort of underpaid jobs or they want to earn more, so we get people coming from all different directions to us because they want to upskill and earn more money and have more flexibility yeah, yeah,
1: we're really we talk a lot about that, that gap and this time off and then you're trying to relaunch. You've seen thousands of people do this. What do you consider the biggest challenge moms in particular face as they're trying to relaunch? Is there some common thread that you've noticed?
2: Yeah, so I was lucky because my background was helping people into employment before. So mm-hmm. I researched actually before I launched my first business, I did a lot of research around this and looked at employability programs as part of my, my first job out of university yeah. and what was very clear was um creating a, a sort of a cohort called program where you've got a group of people who are all in the same space so you don't feel isolated and you're on a common journey and then you've got a framework and accountability program so at super everybody's part of a cohort You've got that accountability. So every week you've got a set number of hours and a set number of tests to do. And a person meets you one-to-one to check what you've done, to go through it with you and to hold your hand. Because the reality is if you're not got the confidence, not struggling with the motivation, it's very easy to drop off if you just pay for a training course online and be like, oh yeah, I'll do that. And then you never do it. No. So we hold some <laughs> their hand all the way through and they're accountable for getting their homework done every week, but obviously not in a way of have you done your homework or not. It's really <laughs> sitting down with somebody and checking it and supporting them to make sure they've understood it properly. And so every week their confidence has been built through having a group that's motivating them that are all on the same journey, meeting with live trainers as well. So I think live training and being present rather than on demand is a lot more motivational because you feel that you've got to show up. It's between this time and this time Um, and it creates that routine and then they structure their homework. So they've got that one-to-one mentor. Having all that in place builds somebody's confidence and motivates them to achieve the end goal. And that's why I didn't we could have done a cheaper training course that was all on demand, that was online, you know, but for our particular audience, I I mean, I was out of work for a year. Well, I was working part-time, but I wasn't in an office or in a workspace when I had my first child and I lost my confidence. So imagine somebody who's no, not been in the workplace for a year, two <laughs> years, 15 years, you know, or, it's a, years, or 17 years. 17 <laughs> years. Wow. You know, that's the reality. It's like, wow, how do I bridge this gap? So, all those things we have in place because we think it's paramount system, to get somebody from A to Z. And so, it's a very robust, personalized, small cohort groups of people rather than the mass trading, right? We're going to mm-hmm. learn Salesforce today and then we go and get a job. It's, yeah, which seems right. like some of those people you said to Suzanne that, you know, I'm working in it already, I kind of know what I'm doing. They uh-huh. people like that just need a short course so and off they go. Whereas if people are kind of it's a brand new thing for them, they want somebody holding their hand, they're the sorts of things that can really build some confidence.
1: I love that. I want one of those mentors for my everyday.
0: I know. Keep you <laughs> on my hand. So for some of us, like long timers, uh, we try to inspire women to, you know, spend some of that time when they are home, when they start getting a little more schedule flexibility to start building up some of those skills and exploring maybe some different interests if they don't want to go back into the same career field that they left and that type of thing. So, and just so I understand, it sounds like doing your training courses would be something like when they are pretty much towards the end, like they're looking ready to be launching. It isn't or would is it something that they would be able to sprinkle in like, you know, I'm probably not gonna be going back to work for a couple of years, but I'd like to just kind of take a little something here and a little something there. It sounds like you're more like, no, we're revving up the engine <laughs> and we're free for you to take to work. off. Yeah. So what is, what does that pacing look like? And when's the ideal time for someone to reach out to you if they are interested, you know, a year out, the uh, six months out, like, what does that look like? Well, I think
2: the longest we've had somebody in our database is three years <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> before they converted. It. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? <laughs> How long somebody takes to convert. So, I think that people are exploring the idea and you're right. They're not necessarily always going to sign up, but we did look at our stats on this. And interestingly enough, it, it, a majority of our sales come from people that do our five-day challenge within and sign up within four weeks. So they are looking for it and they are sort of signing up. When they've finished the course, 75% of our trainees have that successful outcome of getting a job. The reality of those other ones, they're actually the other ones that, don't necessarily need to go back to work, just did it because it was something else to do. Mm-hmm. It, we've never had, we've never had somebody say, I can't get a job in Salesforce. You know, so it's, they're not, the 25% of people that have decided actually, it, you know, some people have decided it's not them. We've never had anybody say, well, I've done all of this and I can't get a job. Everybody's got a job that's wanted a job. So you, we're always going to get those people that want to do something extra and, you know, add to their bow. But you're right. And so they're not always ready to go for it. And we've had some people who've come back to us and then upskilled again, refreshed a year later, because sometimes they've got pregnant again and they've had no. another baby. Right. Yeah, um, so we've had people come back to us, refresh, do a refresher course, get back into it and then relaunch after, a, you know, a year or two out. Um, but they've kept themselves in the fold. Um, I think one of the trainees probably mentioned names, but she she's still hanging on after three years and comes to every event. I'm like, so when are you going to get your first Salesforce job? <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, she earns quite a lot on another product. So she's still working, but just not with Salesforce, but she's still hanging in one day.
1: She's <laughs> so hanging out. She likes to be part of the club. She just likes it. Yeah, she just likes it. <laughs> how long is a course? Like, how long does it take, let's just say, Someone has a liberal arts degree and has been out of work for a while. But
2: this is intriguing. How long does it take to ramp up and be ready to get a job? So it depends. We're talking about Salesforce versus marketing cloud. Um, With marketing cloud, people have got a marketing background and fancy marketing cloud. And we've got a three-month course. We are looking at reducing that to seven weeks. Again, it depends on how many hours a week they've got. So we might do two options for people who want to get up quicker. Um, So that's much quicker to skill up and get involved in. Um, On the Salesforce admin course, again, we run a three-month and a six-month option. But the six-month one is the one that kind of combines all those nuts and bolts that I was talking about in terms of work experience and everything else. So as is quite a robust course. For the first three months, you're in sort of training and understanding the product. And so we train you for two and a half hours. Then we give you practical homework to go and, practice that competency and actually build out a system and do it in practice. And then I say the mentor checks it. So it's 16 hours each week where they're practicing after three months, they then would take their Salesforce admin certification, which kind of gives them the badge that they understand what they're doing. And so at this point, they've got all that hands on experience. And at that point, because you've got that knowledge you're ready to kind of do some work experience. And still really knows about the work experience. It's like, oh my God, this is the first time, you know, and doing it for real. But what we do is have them work alongside an experienced salesforce professional. So we place them within nonprofits and they do 48 hours of pro bono volunteer experience, working alongside another sales professional, doing stuff for that nonprofit for free. And that's over a six to eight week period. Now, during that time, they could be getting their CV ready, prepping for mm-hmm. interviews, Starting applying for work, or they could wait until um after that six months is up. It's completely up to them, really. Does um, your group help priorities. with
0: that as well, with like the the resume and that type of prep yes, work?
2: Yes, absolutely. We have um we have a USA team and um and a Europe team who are put in space out of UK. So we obviously cater to resumes versus CVs in the UK and the differences between those. And we also have a recruitment team that focus on the USA and EMEA. But what we don't, we don't guarantee that we can get everybody job roles because superman doesn't have access to all the job roles. So we very much educate. We have like a career, a boost your career employability module and career coaches. We have a career coaching team that work with those trainees as well before getting them prepped up and build their confidence for interview. And so we'll get them prepped, but we'll also encourage them to apply to other recruiters, companies directly. People have also find jobs for our alumni. So, like, three of our alumni all work in the same company together. <laughs> and then, and then that's in the USA as well, in the UK. So, it's quite nice that they've got, you know, they're kind of all taking over a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there's such a
0: robust breadth of services. It's really... Yes. Yeah. So, to, do any people come to you that are not looking for a career or to learn more about Salesforce for just general career coaching or is it pretty much is career coaching around the idea of moving into a sales yeah position?
2: we focus it all
1: yeah. sales force yeah got it it's um, fascinating i feel like i feel like this is speaking to a lot of people who are yeah, looking it's rare that you find something that is that all-encompassing and that robust like you said suzanne because we spend a lot of time going maybe i want to go back to work i don't know where do i start do i contact this person that person I feel like what you're doing with Supermoms really packages it all together and helps yeah, people who may have been out of the workforce for quite a while figure yeah. out
0: where to go next. I love it. Yeah, and it does. Again, I, you know, we're not getting paid by Salesforce or anything. No. Here. It's just I'm learning. I'm, I'm, well, learning I'm, I'm learning. During, <laughs> I'm learning during this conversation along with our listeners. I'm really kind of clueless about it, but it does sound like it offers a lot of different options depending on what career you're coming from we like to talk a lot about how no experience is ever wasted even if you don't want to go back into you know a medical field or to be an accountant or whatever you came from it sounds like you can use a lot of those skills, but then just kind of pivot and twist them to be uh, applicable to other roles within Salesforce, which I think is is nice. So you don't feel like you've wasted that experience and you're bringing something to the table.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's that industry knowledge and mm-hmm. it is those professional skill sets. That's what a lot of the Salesforce employers will hire on. Is that ability to have conversations with companies and senior stakeholders and understand processes. We can teach you how to build a Salesforce system (laughs) It's all the other stuff that you can't teach years of experience in an industry or Mm -hmm. having those years of experience of professionals, which is why it's such a great career for mature people. Um, Because actually we need, we're desperate for talent. Salesforce has grown. It continues to grow. It's not affected by the recession. (laughs) It's just grown as a company so much as the number one TRN system that we're just really desperate for talent. Hence why salaries are so great on the job opportunities are so plentiful.
0: Okay. So there's probably some people are like, this sounds exciting. <laughs> but we also talk a lot about this, the mental load of motherhood and the fact that, and also the physical load as far as yeah. the responsibilities that whether they're in the workforce or not seem to fall upon the shoulders of moms, so there's probably And I mean, I'm thinking about this myself, I just submitted my resume for another job um, yesterday, don't know what's going to happen with that, but I'm like, okay, so now what does that look like responsibility wise in the household? Like, am I still in charge of all the birthday presents and parties and stuff? Or am I going to divide that with my husband? And so you've worked with so many relaunchers, just really curious. Any tips that you've had for them, or stuff that maybe you've learned from watching how they've transitioned into the workforce uh, for dividing the household labor, or just making sure that people are recognizing that their time is being allocated to to a job now, and it's not just going to the kids in the home anymore.
2: Yeah, no, really great question. I'll put my hands up, even though you know people can work flexibly and still suffer from burnout, right? You know, and I still did the burnout, and it's because. You can have a flexible job, but not manage things in a way that you still work more hours or, yeah. you know, you, you don't. You still hold all those responsibilities and things. And um, I've seen some of our alumni actually you know, not manage their own mindset and things properly. So I created the Ambitious Women Mindset this year because I've been through career coaching and sort of you know going right well how do I hang on what's going on here I'm meant to have this brilliant flexible career that I keep telling everybody about <laughs> <laughs> you know what's going on There's I'm working wrong. 80 hours a week what <laughs> <laughs> um, and so from the coaching I mean my background was coaching it was really coming up with that ambitious women mindset piece and educating her. Uh, our team, which is why we do coaching with our trainees, but sort of installing, okay, what are the six things that I should be thinking about? So, first was sort of really being clear on your goals like, what is it that you want to achieve? And with goals, is what impact you want to have. So, impact is, you know, uh, my priority is making sure the kids are happy every night at five o'clock. Like, what makes you fundamentally happy and make you feel like you're having an impact? Because you've got to manage your boundaries and time. To sort of keep that impact and your impact might be helping a charity achieve XYZ goals or whatever it is. But what is the impact and goals that you want to have to make you feel happy, accomplished, you know, satisfied, mm-hmm. and to be really yeah. clear on that? And then working around that, it's about managing your energy. So have you got the right energy levels? Are you making time for yourself? You know, that could be doing something creative or it could be exercise or something else that's going to keep your energy levels between that 7 and 10. So when you bounce back. So I'd stopped exercising and to be fair, then I'd start paying for a personal trainer who would kick my bum out the door twice a week. but It wasn't really enough. And after I did this coaching, I'm like, now i go and exercise four times a week, you know. And I'm like, wow, I self-motivate myself back on the back. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like, actually, but then that makes that, I get that creative time to think through things that I wouldn't do at a computer. Mm -hmm. So actually it's really good downtime for me. Then I've got much more energy with the kids. I've got more energy for work. I've got more energy for everything else. Rather than being in that space of going, I've got all this to do. I can't leave my computer. I'm working all these hours. And then I'd just sloth out on the sofa all night and i just felt rubbish the whole time and i'm like what is this about whereas now if i stop at four o'clock in the afternoon Go and have a swim or do a walk or run or something, or Peloton. I've got a Peloton bike that makes it really simple, actually, <laughs> half an hour it's in the room. I still have not yeah. sat
0: on ours. We got it like oh, the first no. month of COVID, and I still you have not. <laughs> I need to I I need
2: Get to on, wear on wear that bike. That's your challenge. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. I love riding. It's really good. And they're really positive coaches as well. And that's made it easy. So I think it's managing your energy, managing your boundaries with that. And then the final thing is confidence and support network, you know, making sure that you're clear on what you're really good at and what you enjoy doing and you get rid of all that stuff that you're not good at and you build your support network to fill all those gaps and the things you don't want to do, you can't do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you learn how to do better, quite frankly, you know, yes. around yeah. it. So there are the six things that I've really been championing and talking about to help women avoid burnout.
0: I know. Uh, that's so smart. I really need to, if by some miracle, knock on wood, I do get this job that I'm looking at. I just tend to give and give and get. I mean, even if it was mm-hmm. a part-time job, 20 hours a week, I will do it for 50 hours because I get so into it. And mm-hmm. I like people to be happy and I like people to be you know, good with my people work. Please so, then. Got to I'm a that people pleasing. I'm an Enneagram yeah. 9. I just want everybody to be happy. And so, yeah, I... I I need to unfortunately, well, after two years of interviewing coaches, we've you know learned a little bit about boundaries
1: and trying to enforce those. Yeah. but I think it's so, so important And you talk a lot about being present, and that's really important to you in how you are designing your life. And so I think some of what you just talked about and that you've learned about how to keep yourself mentally healthy probably plays into that. But there are some things our listeners can do right now to be more present in their day-to-day life?
2: Mm. Plan out your diary religiously. So I do it every quarter. I review and see what's working for me and what's not. Now, I'm more of an introvert. Um, you know, I love speaking on things and speaking at events, but I'm naturally more of an introvert. And so I find it exhausting being on Zoom all day, for example. Mm. So I was really mindful that actually now three of the mornings, I just block lot. Actually, Wednesday, I'm completely off meetings. Mondays and I think it's, well, two mornings a week, I completely block out the content creation, you know, not being online. And then I block out also those exercise slots as well. So I'll finish at the four and then I'll come back, have dinner, or pick up the kids if I've got the kids because we have got joint share of the the kids. Um, And then in the evening, I might do some more work, you know, to split it all out. But I just plan all of that a lot and just make time for those different things that give me energy, that give me that downtime. And, and so if you're not working, how can you create a bit more structure, um, you know, and almost yeah. manage your time in that way? Because, you know, if you've been at stay at home, you might not have a, a calendar in the same way as you would do from a work point of view. So it's getting a bit more into a routine and structure. Yeah. And then you're not necessarily on social at those points. If you're talking about social as mm-hmm. well, you know, when do you switch off? I prefer not to have my phone around if I'm with the kids. If I'm focusing yeah. purely on them, because it can be a distraction. And then Annabelle was saying, Mom, get yeah. off
1: your phone. <laughs> <laughs> How old are your girls again?
2: Six and nine. Six and oh. nine. Okay. So, uh, yeah, and she's very vocal about if I'm on my phone, i put it away. <laughs> and then she goes off and wants to watch it. So we have to sort of because it, it's either me or her. You know, it's too much of a distraction if it pings, right? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well,
0: speaking of yeah. things that are on our phones, you have a podcast too. Yes. And so, would love to share some information about that. So, if people want to learn a little bit more about Supermums or Salesforce or the services that you offer, and just uh, it also is good even for just general knowledge for mm-hmm. relaunching. Mm-hmm. Um, so, even if someone's listened to this and like, oh, Salesforce isn't for me, but I I love what you're doing and want to learn more about you, the, I still think the podcast is, is a good use of time for just. Just getting revved up.
2: <laughs> yeah, Mums on Cloud 9, we called it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's all about being in the cloud. Mm. Salesforce is a cloud-based solution. So Mums on Cloud 9 is a podcast name. Um, and we also have that five day challenge that you can do at supermoms.org. So if you head over to our website, which is supermoms, dot we are in the US though. You can visit that and take our five day challenge about learning what a Salesforce career is. And we take you through five days of content, knowledge, and awareness. And then you can make a bit more of an informed choice. And that's the thing. It's about an informed choice, not selling something to you. We also offer like a free 30-minute career consultation for anybody that wants to talk through their transferable skills, whether it's right for them. And that's with our qualified career coaches. So they're not there to push anything on you. They're just there to help you explore and understand it and know if it's right for you.
1: That's fantastic. Oh, my God. Super useful. How
0: many people are on your team and within the Supermoms company now? 24. So much for saying you didn't want to be managing
2: a team again. You're just CEO I know, again. I know. I know. But I've got it right this time, Susan. With my coaching, I made sure that I've got a delegated team with all different skills and strengths. So actually, I don't have to work more than 40 hours a week.
1: Right. And you okay. don't have to do it all because no. you hired the right people who can exactly,
2: do it. Exactly. Yeah. Key to success, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. And I don't know. You
0: seem to just have it all together. I just want you to be my little...
2: I know, could you so be our day to day
0: mentor? Just I know. Be
1: like, have you scheduled your calendar correctly? No, I have not
0: I know. Oh, my gosh, Missy. I didn't really need to that. I mean, we've been talking about this, Missy, and I, behind the scenes a lot. Like we have never been at a place in our life where we have had more really amazing information. like, We've got the tool. The tools are laying in front of us. Like, we have God. no excuse for just not <laughs> having our shit together. <laughs> I, I, yeah. But it's just a matter of just, yeah. I feel like you got to take the steps. You got to, you got to take the steps. You need to coach. You need to coach. I know.
2: <laughs> I, I, I've had like, I've paid the three coaches this year and we didn't mastermind because I kick my bum into gear. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we all have to have a coach in our life, I think, really. Yes. So, yeah. And so I'm not, you know, self account, you know, I can't do it all myself. I need a coach to be like, right, come on, in, we need to do this, this and this. And then that gets me going, you see. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We love to remind people that everybody benefits from a coach. It does yeah. not matter if you are the CEO. Or a world class athlete, whatever. Like you can be at the top of your game, you still need a coach. Yeah, that's why we keep on bringing Cindy and Jenny
0: back. There are there are our own little personal, like our, our friends <laughs> yeah. and our coaches in our lives. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, we pretend that we're doing an episode for other people. And we're like, yeah, I know what we're struggling with right now. I know. I
0: do need my Cindy fix. I do need my Cindy fix, actually. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yes, we, we need to get, I think our own coaches, Missy, and not just interview them on a weekly basis. (laughs) Okay. And so you talked about how people can do the, you you said a five-day? Five-day challenge. Yeah. The five-day challenge. And then you can check out the podcast for more information. Is there anywhere else uh, you sent out a newsletter so
2: that they can uh, sign up for that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They go to Seagrams.org website. They sign up for the newsletter. We have a page on the website called What is a Salesforce Career? Mm -hmm. So that's the best one to go to and to learn more about what the career opportunity is and sign up for five-day challenge. Cool.
1: Awesome.
2: Oh, well, So I
0: I am so glad we had this conversation because, yeah, I... And I can't believe what time it is. I know. We went really fast. We went really fast. It's It's fascinating. we're, We're jumping into our look list and learns here soon. But, yeah, I just... I feel like I have learned a lot and I feel like I should know more about Salesforce because back in my advertising days, we did a lot of data analytics and we did more of the email side. So I think our clients probably had Salesforce and our ad agency, I'm guessing were what was taking the cloud wasn't as (laughs) no, we weren't clouding back then. That was a long time ago. We would just kind of hand crank the email machine.
1: The everything was still printed on oh, that paste. dot matrix yeah. paper <laughs>
0: sending out by page right uh, yeah exactly i could uh, have someone was just talking about that the other day i was like yeah we came from a time when they still you had to like tear the edges off the paper because the yeah, printer yeah, yeah. would roll it with those little holes on the sides. yeah culture
1: uh, so satisfying when it all so came old. off perfect.
0: I know, but then, then you'd rip it at the very end.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, so okay, so we're going to jump into our look list and learn. So if there's anybody that is listening to the show for the first time, welcome. We are so glad you're here. And look, listen, learn. So we just a few minutes at the end of each show where we share what we are either reading or watching or learning about. And we do not like to put our guests in the hot seat first. So I'm going to have Missy kick things off this week.
1: Sure. So while I looked at, at, I'm not still looking at it, but I looked at Eliza Schlesinger's new special. She's a comedian uh-huh. um, and her newest is called Hot Forever. And um, she's Is that about menopause? Funny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) it is world menopause day as we record it is happy world Uh, menopause day I celebrate like every day lately (laughs) but um she's a new mom actually and so she has kind of a different perspective on her life as a new mom and then she has some I thought some very thoughtful and pointed messages for men I won't spoil it but she was talked to them about their some of their behavior and she's very funny. She does it all with humor. Obviously, she's a comedian. So I watched that uh, just a couple of days ago and thought it was great. And I am listening to a podcast. I was actually listening to it right before we got on this called Naked Lunch. And it is Phil Rosenthal, who I've talked about recently in an episode yeah, for I'm Somebody Feed Phil.
2: Lunch.
1: Um, This is his... Podcast with somebody named David Wild, who I'm sorry I don't know David, but now I do from the podcast. But their guest this week is Henry Winkler, who is Aww. my first and probably truest love. Henry like, <laughs> just, the fawns, I just adore that man. And I just, when I was little, I was so just devastated to find out he was married. Even though you know he's like so, I mean he's like a grown man, and I was four. You know, I was just like, oh, he's already married. um Aww. Love that man, and he's known as like the nicest man in hollywood and i really think he is and so it's a cute episode and he talks a lot about barry the show he's on oh that's such a good show barry so it's fascinating and then um my learn this week is that i i took a little road trip a very short one like three hours each way but by myself and i realized i'm almost never by myself Like if I go on a trip, I'm going with friends or my family. If I, you know, just even running errands, I might be in the car 15, 20 minutes. I'm not by myself very often. So it was beautiful time. I'm not saying that I came to any like great revelations or solved any problems in this time, but my head was quieter Mm -hmm. and I listened to a book for a little while. listened to some podcasts. It was silent some of the time and I had three hours there and three hours back and it just, was so refreshing. And it's one of the first times in a long time that I walked in my house at the end of a trip or a retreat or something like that and was able to just be like, I'm home and I'm glad I'm home and I feel good instead of walking in and just being (laughs) by real life. It didn't feel like that at all. Was Um, it
0: part of your Jenny Remington retreat?
1: It was not. It was, I went, I actually met a friend in a town about three hours away and we went to a college friend's daughter's wedding. And I would like to clarify that this college friend is way older than me. That's why she has a child getting married. (laughs) Uh We went to a wedding and it was a quick 24 hour trip, but um, I had the three hours there and three hours back just by myself. And I highly recommend it. And it was further encouragement that I need to go ahead and finish booking that retreat that we talked about in our Jenny Remington episode. The solo time is just so important. And I just don't think we take it. And I think as women, there's a lot of fear around it. You know, if, where do I stop? And I'm st- if I'm stopping in a safe place, if I have to go to the bathroom and there's all that thought and we can talk ourselves out of it. Yeah. But going and doing things by yourself is empowering and it's really head clearing. So I'm just oh, encouraging awesome. everybody to drive somewhere or get a night away or do something something by yourself love it
2: and that's me all right what about you heather oh well interesting so i've been reading so i had a a number one bestseller on amazon it came out two weeks ago Oh, Um, and it was a book so i've been reading the book i co-authored it with some women called the unseen wounds of women and so in that actually i delve into that work-life balance aspect but also being yeah. around negative relationships at work actually sometimes and on at home life yeah. so my chapter's about that but the book generally is different women who've experienced different type of narcissistic trauma in their life which could be from their parents could be from work colleagues could be from like partners that they've been with and um i you know i Learn about narcissistic abuse is interesting because a lot of people don't know about it. And I think just hearing and listening to the stories, but also the strategies that you can take to move out of that space to kind of calm your nervous system, kind of move yourself forward, I think is such an important message to share with other women right now. And that's why we came together to do this book. And actually Caroline Strawson, who hosted it, she's been one of my coaches over the last year. Helping me sort of rebuild myself and being in sort of slightly negative relationships and things and just yeah. calming everything down and I think that kind of leads me on to nice the next sort of thing is so listening to Caroline and had a podcast so actually this morning when I woke up popped in I was like that's what I needed to listen to today mm. So I listened to my podcast this happens. morning um, yeah. you know the universe brings it to you but I also have on my phone a positive affirmation app that gives me positive affirmations twice a day and i've also got my bible app so i leaned back into christianity last year and i've got a bible verse once a day as well so i have these things that i don't have to if i have to go and find it it doesn't happen but if they come in front of me and i've got the alert set up it creates that good routine to kind Mm -hmm. of like i'll go and sort of listen to that a day so i look to do that every day and then at the weekends in terms of rebalancing and again just kind of you know as you were saying missy kind of you know your head can be all over the place you've got lots of demands going on i did a two-hour yoga workshop where we looked at our body and the elements and how our body's made up of earth water fire air and ether and we looked at the different ways that if you're feeling ungrounded your earth is probably a bit shaky so we looked at ways that you can ground yourself doing breathing some yoga exercises what you can eat and things like that and it was really fascinating to learn about you know if you're not feeling motivated then you need to kind of increase your fire so like look at a candle and take in the candle light you know or eat some chili some fiery food (laughs) to kind of reignite the fire Um, and with water it wasn't actually about drinking water but if you're not feeling creative or fun and you're not feeling joyful then you want to kind of immerse yourself in more water so go and have a bath or go swimming or go and walk by water and you know if you drink water then, then that's fine but um that increases your playfulness so it's really interesting learning about all these different things that you've been a little bit out of kilter what you yeah. can do to kind of re-inject yourself with whatever it needs to balance or to make yourself happier or whatever else oh, so awesome. just oh, took amazing. so
1: many notes i love everything you just listed <laughs> and i'm that, ordering the book much? the minute we are done here I'm like i can't oh, wait to you. read
0: it i know what was the name of the book again the unseen wounds of women Okay. Because, yeah, I oh. think we, we know
1: a lot of people who
0: can really benefit from that. Yes.
1: Yes. It sounds like yeah. a lot of what we talk about and want to bring light to.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so nice. solutions for yeah. for women yeah. going through it. Yeah. Awesome. absolutely. Yeah. What about
1: you, Suzanne? What are you looking and learning?
0: Let's see. I have been looking at my resume and cover letter. <laughs> 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 What's that it's thing tall. they call it when you... Um, when you hear a word over and over and it doesn't make sense anymore. It's like semantic uh-huh. satiation, yes. but I think I did it like visual satiation <laughs> where it was like, those words are not words anymore. They don't make mm-hmm. sense. But thank goodness. I mentioned, I believe in the previous episode that Shelley Hayes McMahon, who had been a guest on a previous episode and is a good friend, just uh, talking about the universe delivering things to you, just had delivered this offer of gifting me a resume service with her friend, uh, Dr. April Willis, who I was like, no, I do not. I I will pay I will for pay this. For but I said, the real gift is the fact that you reminded me that I'm worth investing in. So that that was the gift. So she did right. still gift me in that sense. Um, so I had Dr. April Willis put together my resume. And it's so funny because I mean, I, I just don't think of the way that people are not even people that the new systems of today, the way that they scan resumes and, you know, even the way that you order words and how you take words from the job description and plunk them in there. And so a lot of things, uh, it was just a nice way of taking my resume and, you know, it's a version 3.0 as far as making it more technologically correct the way that yeah. resumes are done these days. So. And it would have taken me, you know, even more time, you know, the full week of doing it. Instead, it was just such a nice thing knowing that it was just in her hands and that when I was gonna get it, I could just like send it instead. And I know if I don't get the job, it's not gonna be because I made a stupid mistake or I was too cheap (laughs) to do something or, you know, whatever. (laughs) Instead, just because I wasn't a right fit for the role. It wasn't just because, you know, uh, I did something wrong on the paperwork right. so that is just a nice feeling about that too so but i did not think of having her do my cover letters so that, i spent all day yesterday doing that oh my god missy i would rather write a 1500 word essay any day than just a cover letter same
1: same <laughs> oh, Selling myself oh, oh. is not one of my strong suits
0: Shoot. and do they do cover letters that's a fully. thing still <laughs> they do do it really important yes oh, so yes dang. i did that <laughs> and let's see i have been listening to and i'm still my ears are ringing from it we were at uh austin city limits the acl music festival all three days this weekend it was so 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 fun but man it was hot again we thought it was going to cool down mm-hmm. i mean it was in the 90s it was oh, hot But the highlight was going to see, I don't know if anybody is as big a fan of Spoon as our family is, and we have been for a long time. I mean, we literally had when Zoe was baby, so she's 17 now. So Chris used to have a little dance that he would do to the one of the songs um, Mm -hmm. bouncing on him when she was a baby. And she went through this. It was, gosh, like a six month period when she turned two where the video for the song, don't you ever came out and they had, I will send a picture. I meant to bring it in here. This little, I talked about it a couple episodes ago too, Uh, the little yellow guy that's in the video for don't you ever. And it's kind of cute. It's this little robot. I believe they used it for kids with learning differences. I believe maybe with autism, it was Hmm. more of a helping them be able to do eye contact in a less threatening way because oh, cool. it's just this little cute yellow guy, but he has these little light up eyes. And so it was, Try, I think it was meant to engage and help kids in a less threatening way. So it actually was a therapeutic thing, but then he, the, in the video, he takes it around Tokyo and it dances, oh, yeah. it also dances to music. And so uh, as people reacting to it all over Tokyo, it is this super sweet video. But it was just so fun that like now 17 years later, Standing next to her in the fourth row, dancing and singing along to the same song that so she used fun. to boot to when she was a little baby. And little so thing. so that was so fun. That was just really neat. Um, And then learn. This is <laughs> your guys' learner is so much more meaningful. Our car <laughs> is finally in. We ordered a car for our daughter Whoa. months ago. And we didn't think it was going to be in until November. And they called yesterday. And so... Uh, Um, Chris is out of town today. So I think we're going to go pick it up tomorrow.
1: So So exciting. Yeah. Getting a car right now is no easy feat.
0: Oh my God. And yes, I I will say it right now. We are privileged beyond privilege that we even have the option to do this, but I, it's also just the state of the world right now. I mean, I drove a 72 Chevy Nova that, like, literally lit on fire the day that we sold it. (laughs) And the guy had to put it, the guy licked his fingers and put out the fire and handed me, like, $700 cash. $700?
1: I mean, that's a pretty good deal. I know. Well, you know what?
0: It was for his mother-in-law. I was like, you're totally trying to kill your (laughs) (laughs) mother-in-law. (laughs) <laughs> i mean and i put that thing half of it was held together with duct tape so i had zero visions of giving a 17 year old girl a new car at any point in our lives but you cannot get a used car the used cars are more than the new cars still really? we wow. tried to wait it out for over oh, a year geez. now and finally we were just like okay this is makes- yeah it's so the oh, because they want them straight away yeah because if you need one fast and so there i mean i get i still get at least every week a thing from volvo telling me that they will give me more than i paid for yes by car that i bought like Like, three years ago um if i'll sell it so it's really really hard to get used cars because if you want a new one you got to wait three months apparently um so yes i I am acknowledging right now that this is a high-class problem and that like it's an extreme privilege that we are of able course. to do this and we have the option to do this, but oh my gosh, what a weird time that we live in when it's cheaper to buy a brand new car. I'm just, mm-hmm. I feel gross. I wanted to like go like scratch it with something first before I give it to her. Like, you cannot have something this nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the radio out of it. <laughs> like, I used to have to plug a little purple sharp radio into the cigarette lighter of my Chevy Nova because it didn't have like it didn't even
1: have a, a radio in it. So what? yeah, I used to have to lean over at stoplights and open my passenger door and then close it again because something it would think it was open yeah. and would ding. <laughs> oh. And so. Mm-hmm. I'd have to throw my car in park, open the shut For door, then. then get back and drive and get ready to go.
0: <laughs> we had pliers to unlock the passenger door because right. back when the thing that went like in like yeah. this Plunk. way yeah. and the top of it had popped off, so it was just this tiny little nubbin screw. Yes. The <laughs> <a> little screw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, then, and yeah, I don't They think don't think... even know the hardships. Yeah, I don't even think you could open it from the inside. So you'd have to get out and go walk around and then open it from oh, the outside. Yeah. At
1: one point I had to Reach out, like get the pull, the, put the window down, reach out <laughs> and, to get out of my car.
0: Yeah. Oh, um, I'm going to go give this car back. She can't have it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, so that's what we've learned. Our children have it much better than we did.
1: They they <laughs> and I'm thankful that we can make it so.
0: Yes, I'm grateful. Yes, I am very grateful that it is an option. And that is just another reason that I hope I get this job that I apply for. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. To pay for
0: this car. <laughs> but anyway, oh, this was such a fun conversation. I'm so excited to learn more about Salesforce. I'm very hopeful that this will maybe perk up the ears of some of our listeners that are like me and had no idea this was even an option that existed. Because like I said, there are a lot of kind of predatory companies in the United States that prey on stay-at-home moms and have all these promises of like make your own schedule and do all this but first you must buy 20 20 boxes of leggings that you have to sell yeah but yeah a bunch of leggings and products that now you must go sell whereas i mean we do like to talk about investing ourselves whether it's paying to have your resume done or paying for training or classes and that's a skill that they can't take away from you it's not it's not like you are buying a bunch of this product that you're going to have in your garage exactly. if you can't unload it. You know, yeah. investing in courses and training and stuff that's going to make you smarter and be able to have more options for your career. Um, I, I don't think that's ever a waste of money. So I just want to make that distinction for people who maybe are like, really? This sounds too good to be true. It's, it's, it's then, legit. It's Look up the option. company.
1: <laughs> we we yeah. all double checked and looked it up to make sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the good option.
1: It is yeah. a good option. Well, yeah. thank you for being here.
2: Thank you we for having it. me. It's been absolutely definitely, Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank, thank you. You, so you. Have a, good rest, have of the a week. good
1: rest of your day or a good Thanks. evening. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you know someone else who could benefit from the episode, please be sure and share it with them. And while we're begging... Please subscribe and rate us wherever it is you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in our show notes or over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the a and d spelled out. In between shows, find us over at the socials including our private Mom and Community Facebook group. The links to that group and all of our socials can be found at momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you more than you know. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.